Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Time management. For some, this concept evokes strong feelings such as shame, embarrassment, dread, or frustration. Which is completely understandable. You know, many people struggle with learning the skill of managing time and may feel some intense negative emotions if they think they've failed, which we have talked a little bit about. Today, I'm here to give you five tips on how to develop time management skills and to kind of discuss how that correlates to attachment style. Before I dive into the tips, Let's go over what time management is all about. It's about memory, organization, and focus. People get caught up in forgetting events or when assignments are due, getting dragged down by their own disorganization, or getting distracted. The tips should help with all three of these roadblocks. This was a listener request, and over the next few weeks, I'm going to be knocking out some of these requests that have been sent to me in my DMs and via email so that I'm really attending to what you want to hear about. So here's the first tip. Write everything down. Lists are a great way to keep track of everything going on in your life that needs to be attended to. Personally, I write to-do lists for everything. I've really gotten into using my phone calendar to help me stay on track. And if it's not written down, I've noticed that it's most likely not going to happen if I'm being 100% with you. Even the smaller activities I need to remember, I put down on paper or on my phone. I highly recommend buying a journal that is designed for your to-do list. You can write other things in the journal, but make sure to keep your list in one place. Or it can get a little confusing. So this method also comes with the bonus of feeling proud of yourself when you cross something off the list. So no, don't go writing lists and not doing the things that are on the list, okay? (laughs) Number two, do you have an event you need to remember? Or about a dozen? (laughs) Put it in your calendar, like I mentioned. Turn on the reminders, and that way it'll keep you, you know, focused on being able to do what you need to in the moment, and you'll get those reminders from your phone. Some people enjoy writing down their activities in an agenda or a planner, but this is perfect for those who are often on the go. If you don't have, let's say, the time to be able to write things down and open up a planner and all of that. Personally, I love putting everything electronic because, you know, my phone can remind me of those things and I can easily kind of put it in my phone when I realize I need to make an appointment or um, schedule a session or something like that. It's so quick and easy on my phone. Um, I use Google Calendar religiously. So that's that's my personal, uh, my personal favorite. But there's so many apps out there that you can use, which can be helpful. It's extremely easy and useful. Um, the reason I prefer electronic calendars is because you can add them you know, um, with those reminders. And you can also email other people that are a part of that task or that event, and then it'll also be on their calendar. Number three, make sure to prioritize what you need to do and when. What do you need to do first and when? 
right? So you want to, some people like to do a brain dump and get everything out. I do that sometimes or I make a long to-do list and then I go back through it and really figure out what's urgent and important. All of it's important, but what's urgent? There are many ways to go about this, right? For example, let's say I have a bunch of things I need to do, small and quick. I also have a couple more time-consuming tasks, but they aren't needing to be done within the day. More likely than not, I will choose to complete the smaller tasks first. This will increase my confidence, right? This is about behavior and psychological, you know, getting around those psychological barriers. And it'll make me feel productive. And I'll get to cross off multiple items on the list, which will keep me motivated to continue doing more things. So here's another example. Let's say that I have a couple of time-consuming tasks, which within a small amount of time um, need to be done, and two quick things I need to do within a larger time frame. I will choose to start tackling the more time-consuming activities because they are due the soonest, right? Urgent and important. After I'm done, I'll feel good, I'll feel confident, I'll feel productive and less stressed because those things are off of my plate. Um, if one of those, if one one way of prioritizing, you know, is doesn't work for you, then try something else. So you always want to be revamping your way of um, attacking your to-do list and staying on top of your time management. Number four, when you set aside time to begin your tasks, make sure to be focused as much as you possibly can. Easier said than done, I know, but make sure to create an environment that will support you focusing. So make sure that everything you might need is nearby. Um, For those completing online tasks, this may include water, snacks, your phone, your laptop, a journal, a pen, etc. Don't look at social media. Maybe you need to turn those uh, apps off and put your phone on do not disturb so you don't get text messages or anything like that. Put your electronics on airplane mode if you need to. Um, Preferably being in a quiet room by yourself so that no one else can distract you. Look up the research, okay? Don't take my word for it, but I believe that it takes about 20 minutes to get back on task after a distraction. So that's why we spend half the day just trying to get ourselves back on task because we have so many distractions. So Set yourself up for success, create an environment that supports your ability to focus, and then that should be really helpful in your level of productivity. Have compassion for yourself. That's number five. Have compassion for yourself. If you don't complete every single thing on your to-do list, it's okay. I promise you. You are super and you are human, but you are not necessarily superhuman yet, unless you're like a monk meditating for 16 hours a day and you've learned how to levitate, okay? You can't always do everything there is possibly to do in a day because things happen. Remind yourself that you've done your best and still have accomplished a number of things that keeps you moving forward and making progress. So, What the heck does this have to do with attachment? Well, one of the things that I saw a long time ago, I think it was a few years back, blogger etiquette, I don't know her her name, but I was on her email list for a while, and she had mentioned that she spoke to her therapist about procrastination, and that in talking to her therapist, she learned that procrastination 
and issues within time management skills had to do with self-worth and the fear of maybe failure or the fear of not being enough or the fear of rejection or judgment. Boom, there's the attachment, right? If there's a fear attached to why you're avoiding doing certain tasks, then that could be connected to your attachment style and maybe what you learned growing up around, you know, the things that you had to do. And so parents do the best that they possibly can, but they're not perfect. And so they might have given you tasks to do in a day and it might have been challenging for you to complete them and their reaction or response shaped the way that you saw getting things done. And so if at all you think that you're, procrastination essentially, right? Um, Or time management issues could be connected to attachment style or things that you experienced growing up. Then as you continue to dive into understanding yourself and your life experiences and how they continue to affect you, you will begin to see a change and a shift in all areas of your life, including time management. It may seem scary to a lot of people But with practice, it can become a skill that is close to like second nature. Try out some of the tips that I mentioned for yourself, and I would love to hear how it goes for you if you try something new. I'm so glad that y'all are excited about the podcast and that you enjoy it so much. It really does, you know, make me feel like I'm putting out stuff that's helpful for you and that you want to see and hear. So that's why I wanted to make sure that I did, um, you know, did kind of follow up and make sure I honored my word essentially to do these requests. Um, Let me know what you think about them. And I would love to honor and say thank you to Hey Mrs. Carter, who says, my big sister, I wish I had. Jacent is a big sister, I wish I had. Although I might be older than her, she's genuine, trusting, passionate, and so much more. As life happens, sometimes you lose yourself. With these gems, I have begun to connect to my authentic, happy self that I once remembered to be. Thank you, Big Six. (laughs) Big Sis. Sorry. (laughs) XO. Well, hey, Mrs. Carter, you know I love you. I'm always thinking about y'all and I'm so appreciative and so grateful to know that these gems are helping you connect to yourself um, and to feel more like yourself. And for all the rest of you gems, I'll talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you. Thank you.